0: Welcome to the Cornerstone Church Kingston podcast. Uh, we are working our way through the Pilgrim's Progress, and I hope you've been enjoying uh, our recordings so far. I'm here again with the team: Rory, Hello. Ben, Hello. Pete, yep, and yeah. I'm Tom. We are here, and uh, we are at the next. Uh, we're at the next stage, the next part of the journey. Um, if you haven't. Um, uh, caught up on our previous ones, you can do that on the website or on our um, podcast channels. And uh, but we're here, we're here, and we we are going now to Interpreter's House. So you might remember in last time we looked at um, Christian, who has made his way now through the narrow gate. Uh, he was knocking on the door. A man called Goodwill opened the door to him, quizzed him about his journey so far, and then had to pull him through. Because there were some arrows of Satan, arrows from the evil one being fired at him. So goodwill rescues him, pulls him through. Uh, So he's now through that gate to which he had been pointed right from the beginning of the journey. And he's on his way to the place of deliverance. Remember, this is what it's all about. He wants to lose his burden and uh, find deliverance uh, and freedom from his sin. Um, But before he gets there, he comes to this place Called the Interpreter's House, which is really going to give him a very clear idea of what it means to follow the King of the Country and what he is to expect on on the journey. So this is a, it's like a discipleship manual. It's a preparation uh, for all that's to come. And so there are there are six rooms, and but one introductory picture, picture thing. Yeah, right? seven. Seven. Seven wanna... things to learn, but yeah yeah so do you want to should we start with that picture yeah yeah and so he, he's, he's, he's,
1: he's uh interpreter points into a, a picture and it's a picture of a I think, I think in the original it's a grave man in other words he's a seri- he's a serious bloke um i ca- can't remember he's got a crown on his head he's looking up to heaven he's got children around him He's um, got his back
2: to the world.
1: He's got his back to the world. Yep. He's got the
3: law of truth written upon his lips. The world's behind him. The crown of gold hangs above his head. Yep, so and he's, he's reading he's the, best he the best of books, the, the of Bible, and he's standing like one pleading with men.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this is a this is a this is a a picture or a portrait which describes the Christian life, doesn't it? There's this turning the back on the world. Mm. We're saying no to sin. We're saying no to the pleasures of this age. And our eyes are turned towards a future, a place to which we're going. We've got the Bible, which Mm. we're reading, which is going to be our our lamp and our light and our guide. Um, But these many children are also a picture of those that we want to bring with us, aren't they? So as we live this way and teach this book, Mm. the hope is that hundreds of others will, will join us in this in this journey, um
1: but he's it? also yeah. he's he's also the faithful preacher, isn't he? That yeah, th- this is the one that you've got to uh, look to and listen to. So there's a there's a life and a book, isn't it? It's he's not just holding the book and mm. and you know playing games in Vanity Fair. He's turned his back to the world. So and there's a seriousness about this bloke. He's ta- he's taking the yeah, book seriously, yeah. and he's he's head and he's and he. He believes in in uh, a, fu- a future because of this crown thing, and so it's you know the interpreters fantastically saying you know you're g- you're going to meet all kinds of people, but this is the portrait of the person that you want to listen to. Yes. Uh, yeah.
3: yeah, he he's the one who uh, is to know and unfold dark things to sinners. but as he, And that's what he's doing, he's, t- he's turned his back on the world. He says he's the, to despise this world and he's got his eyes fixed on a more glorious um, prize. And as he looks at that and he, and he rejects the world, he's pleading with sinners to turn away from this world as he has done and look at the glories that, that are in store for him by his faithfulness
1: to, to the Lord. And he's, and he's authorised to be your guide says so this is the this is the guide this is the one this is the one that's going to guide you through life so you you listen to him which you know i mean it's you know it's this is this is brilliant discipleship isn't it you know i mean i i always remember when we when we preached through this just sort of staggered at um the way bunyan has sort of taken these six or seven things um uh, as the, as the big issues of discipleship and we we'll see them as we go through them but um, you know uh, it's very very clear isn't it he's saying to a, a, a young christian if if you're going to survive this is what you've got to be like this is what you've got to you've got to look like mm-hmm. bible in hand future back to the world you know looking to the future with god back to the world preaching to the world mm-hmm. yeah. and and the, the, that's the one you follow and that's the
3: one you follow yeah because he said look um if you come across anyone else that's trying to lead you and a bit like worldly wiseman did but they're not in this posture i suppose they're not preaching this message and they're not got their eyes fixed on a different world then they're not the person that you're going to follow yeah make sure you um
2: yeah make sure you you evaluate what a good what things should you be looking for in a preacher as well so if you're going to a big festival and there's different stages and there are different preachers it's not necessarily the most charismatic one that you want to go and see it's not the one that is going to go and make you feel good or uh, it's the one who has bible in hand is speaking truth and is is eagerly you know that posture of pleading is 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 and also explaining dark things to the to the christian yeah. Yeah. you know people people might say, well, I've I've had enough of Romans now. Can you give me some good news, please? Can you unfold light things to me now, please? But the preacher that we need to go to is the one who keeps unfolding the dark things to us and and warning us against them.
0: Mm. And I think in this picture you see what Bunyan is communicating through the whole book, which is this journey, isn't it, from this world to that which is to come. Mm. And it is that image again of turning our back on this age, in order to look ahead for the coming age, um, which is exactly what Jesus says. You know, What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit his soul? So that is an option, isn't it? You don't turn your back on this world, you do everything you can to gain as much of it as you can but in doing so, you'll forfeit the most precious and important thing forever. Um, and so Bunyan is like very clear that there is. this is what it means to be a Christian, isn't it? It is to break with this world and wait for the next. And it's not like an incorporation theology where you can basically have the best of everything here and now, and Jesus will sort of help you with that and make it even better, and you can have both. There is this radical break, isn't there? You know, crucified to the old and raised to the new, and loving your life for the next life and hating it in this life and all this kind of teaching um d- which is hard for us when we're so, we are we live in such a sort of affluent um comfortable culture isn't it um to believe that but mm. yeah we want, the, we want the crowns
2: now it's a great details just thinking that the crown is not on his head yet it's floating above him isn't it yeah it's, it's sort of above so yeah. it's suspended yeah. so he hasn't, you know, the reward isn't here and now. The reward is there in in glory. But it
1: is there waiting for yeah.
2: him. But it's yeah. there waiting yeah. for him. Yeah. 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 He is
1: sure to have He's glory sure. for his reward yeah. in yeah. the next yeah. world. Yeah. What do we think then? So if this is, you know, this is his discipleship. This is Bunyan saying, you know, you want to bloke with the Bible in hand and all the things we just said. Um, but there's so much literature today, isn't there, about identifying your mental health issues and depression and all of that sort of stuff and you know um, we we're, we're, we're sort of we're sort of getting to where America is i mean it, it used to be that everybody had a shrink didn't they they talk about that in america every i have my shrink mm. and um, you know we've all noticed that over the uh, last few years everybody's turning to counseling or wants wants a counselor i mean do we just dismiss that then it's like all counselors rubbish or is has the world got nothing to say to us about who we are or what what's he saying in this picture
0: well i mean i don't i don't think they're necessarily all rubbish and i think there are there are people who do who do need sort of specialist help for particular issues or whether they be mental or physical or particularly complicated relationship situations um but i think i think if what's behind that is um It's possible for us to live a life now where we have really no physical difficulties, no emotional difficulties, no relational problems at all, and it is possible to sort of um, counsel our way to a perfect life now, then we've misunderstood a massive part of um, Christian, Christian thinking and living. Which is that this world is always going to be you know from the moment you know we're born to the moment we die there's going to be mental health complications, anxieties that we struggle with you know difficulties in our relationships and the hope is not that we will find perfect resurrection and restoration in this life, but that we can come to Christ and have our biggest problems dealt with mm. so that we can be bought for a place where all of those problems will be fixed. Um and part of faith, and we're just gonna start, we're just starting Hebrews eleven at the moment in the mornings, um, is embracing that, isn't it? You know, it's forsaking, you know, the pleasures now mm-hmm. for the city to come, looking forward. And as that relates to counselling, I think there may be times when that's helpful, but only insofar as it Underlines this theology and and says no look you're not we're not you're not going to have the perfect marriage now in this life you're not you're going to be disappointed and frustrated until you die um, now there'll be seasons of great joy and happiness in that so it's not you know a totally depressing picture but that largely is the expectation isn't it I mean Paul Tripp's got a book on marriage which I haven't actually read but the title is what did you expect (laughs) question mark and I guess the thesis of that book is you know okay it's difficult but what what did you think you know Um, and that's the whole idea what did you expect you know Um, and so faith is saying yeah I'm going to embrace the rough with the smooth in this life knowing that I'm going to be fixed one day forever And, and so any counselling which can kind of help whilst saying that, I think is good. But if the impression is, you either need to so leave do, that... So or do, you see do you think I mean? you can get
1: good counselling without them you know, pushing you to God? Because the Bible is going to push you to God, isn't it? The yeah. Bible is going to say, yeah. you're made in the image of God, that you've, you're a sinful person. You know, there's a, there are a number of things that, that, that only the Bible is going to say... You're created in the image of God, but you're a fallen creature. You're sinful. Uh, There's pride in your heart. Mm. You need to repent, and you need to have faith in Christ. Mm. So that's basically what this man is going to be saying, isn't it? So can I go to a counsellor then about my life, to help my life,
0: who says, there is no God, Mm. Uh, you don't need to repent, and I don't believe in sin? It depends on the issue. Mm. So, I mean, if you've got... You know, uh, I mean, if you've got a uh, a, a life-threatening eating disorder, yeah. um, you you could go to a counsellor who would not be operating with a Christian worldview, but would have years of wisdom behind him or her and some very very good advice on how to manage your eating and how to look after yourself. And there's nothing wrong with embracing that as Christians, because yeah. we we live in a world where common grace is operating, <clears throat> and there's truth that we can glean even from the lips of those who dishonor the saviour but that that as important as it could be ultimately would need to be within a a broader life counselling that would include that stuff so it could be very helpful and you know should be encouraged in certain cases but you would want that person also to be hearing the Bible every yeah. week and, you know so so, so, so if the counsellor
1: sorry if the councillor was saying don't go to church because you're here you're a sinner <laughs> yeah. don't go and hear yeah. about God yeah. then that we're saying that's, that's wrong yeah. dump it yeah
3: yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, it's in other words like you can go to the counsellor to sort out some like you can for physiotherapy yeah like, I'll like yeah, it'll yeah. Have a, it'll go to the doctor I have a broken arm yeah and they fix it so yeah. they can they can they can fix some problems they can make my my physical life easier, but they can't deal with the spiritual. Yeah, and I think that's what this man this man does. He actually goes. Actually, I'm going to go a level deeper. It's like Jesus with the paralyzed man, isn't it? Yeah, the paralyzed. Everyone thinks the paralyzed man's biggest issue is his, is that he's paralyzed, and Jesus says your sins are forgiven because he sees that the spiritual issue is a much larger problem yes. than the fact that he can't
1: walk. Yes, and this this man has authority over the other counsellors if you like. It's yeah. this is this one with the with the Bible in his hand. Not despising the helps you he can get from the world that no. God's given to no. uh, non Christians and Christians alike. Yeah. But 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 actually yeah. don't despise this this is your guide. Yes. Yeah.
3: Because he leads you to life. Yeah. And and anyone else as as interpreter says, yeah. if you follow anyone else and they're your main teacher, they
1: lead you to death. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the picture. It's good,
0: good picture.
1: Yeah, and then he goes. Interpreter is going to take him around six rooms. Yeah. I don't think we've got time for all of them. But um, the first room is it, is it the dust it's one? The dust, full of dust. dust. It's a it's a room. A swept. It's a room full yeah. of dust. Yeah. And there's is there a man in it or is it?
3: A... There's firstly a man. He's yep. called he's called to sweep. Yep. And I, and he grabs a broom, sweeps. And then you just get a huge dust of of th- thick... Have th- you ever done th- that? Because
0: that stuff. is exactly what happens, isn't yeah. it?
2: Sure. Well, I was thinking
0: of uh, if you've ever had an accident with a full Hoover bag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. that kind of thing. Horrible, <laughs> you isn't either it, you drop it or it yeah, rip, yeah. It it's it's just like, puffs everywhere. everywhere isn't it? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's
3: so dense here that he's, it's obviously it's filling Christian's lungs. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Coughing and Coughing and
1: spluttering, yeah. And then uh, uh, a girl comes along. We'll yeah. find out what it all means in a minute. Yeah. And she does the thing that you have to do, which is to sprinkle water yeah. on the dust and then you can sweep it and clean it. Yeah. So have it's, you have done that? I have, in yeah. In the yeah. air?
0: Is that what you do? You spray and, it?
1: No, you pour, pour it on the ground. Okay. If, if yes. you've got a hole in yeah. concrete dust or dust or whatever you... Uh, not concrete. Even on your sofa,
3: like you have to put water on it to like we when we got our bathroom done, we'd left the door open and it, dust got everywhere. Yeah. It was all over the sofa. Yeah. To clean the sofa, you don't wet brush dust it off. is
0: rank, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, so it it no, no
3: dust is nice, <laughs> isn't it? It's no. no. <laughs> not good dust. Uh, no, no, you
1: sprinkle <laughs> dust down and it it, it clings the dust together, so <laughs> you can sweep it all out. That's the only way to to be able to do it. <laughs> so it's a good picture, but what's Bunyan saying here?
2: Well, it's, um, it's, it's, it's the sin in your heart, the dust, and it, it covers everything. And the more you try and clean yourself up, the worse it gets. Um, you are unable to, to clean the inside of your heart from sin. Um, and then the water is a picture of uh, the grace, isn't it, of God. Um, you sprinkle, you're cleansed with the cleansing water of Christ. Uh, and that, is what brings everything within you uh, under control and, and cleanses you in the end. Yeah. Um, not your own, because you can sweep, and f- the more frantic, frantically you sweep, the worse it gets. And I think people know that from their own lives. The more aware of your sin, the more you try and clean it up, the more aware of your sin you are, because yeah. you realize you can't do it. Yeah. Um, and that, that can lead you to despair, but then that's the good news of the gospel, isn't it?
1: Yes, and so he 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 says the man with the brush is is the law of God, isn't yeah. it? The um and uh, we were just sort of chatting about that. There's um because the law of God is is a is a good thing, isn't it? Mm.
0: Um. So what's going on here then? Well, that's 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 right, and I think when you when you look at um, verses in the Bible like Psalm 119, you know, and you hear them saying. Uh, how good and precious is your law more valuable to me than thousands of pieces of silver and gold? How sweet is your law, like honey to the you know honey from the honeycomb that's clearly not someone who thinks it's really awful um, um, and I think the law reveals the character of God, and the character of God is a sweet thing for a Christian. Um, and the law also you know um does and this is what Paul says in Romans 3 you know there is a righteousness uh, from God to which the law and the prophets testify so the law is always both a gift of grace in its in its gift to the people but it's also saying that you need to you need to find a righteousness outside of just obedience to these commands, and that will be faith in a great prophet, faith in a great king who's who's going to be Christ. Um, uh, but what, what, the, what, the bl- if we try, oh, yeah, so but but if we try right. to get right with God, um, yeah. n- not by faith um in christ but by keeping the laws and ignoring the need for a savior in one sense then it's only going to aggravate our condition and this is the same it's a different way of saying what he already said when we were at mount morality you know where you go there thinking that it will relieve you of your burden but you find it only gets heavier and you think, what's that about? I'm trying to be a good person. Why isn't it getting lighter? And you think, exactly, you know, you're trying to be a good person without without God. And it's getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and I'm sure Bunyan, you know, that's how he would be thinking about the law. But what he's saying here is that if you try to get right with God just by obeying his laws, but by ignoring yes. his saviour, then then it will make things worse for yes, you. Yes,
3: I think you, you follow the picture. It's so helpful because it's... Um if you're trying to cleanse your heart from sin by the law it won't work by you doing the yes, law yeah. so he says instead of cleansing it, it arouses it so you know you think about you start yeah. moving the dust I mean there's, it's, it goes everywhere yeah, but yeah, not, yeah. Only, not only does it arouse it it gives it a greater strength it's it's everywhere it's thick in the air yeah. uh, and um, for even as the law uncovers sin and forbids it it does not provide the power to subdue it so if anything it just makes it go everywhere mm. And the sin is felt even more and more by by trying to cleanse my heart by following the law, yeah. which is really helpful because I think you're right. Like, he's not having to go at the. I, we know Jesus Himself. I I've come to fulfil it. I'm not yeah. abolishing this. And even after Paul talks about it, what what do we, what do we do with the law? Well, actually, we continue to we continue to follow it in the right way now. Yeah. Um, um, but if we're trying to get clean by the works of the law, then then we yeah. are utterly de- desperate.
2: I mean, Paul says, um, I wouldn't have known what coveting was unless the Lord said, mm. uh, the law says, do not covet. So yeah. that, that picture of the broom, yeah. so the air is quite clear. When you don't know the law, the air in the room is quite clear. All the dust's there, but the air is clear. Mm. And then the law comes in and, sweep, and sweeps it, pushes it, and then, woof, yeah. That was all that dust there. I didn't know that was there yeah. until the law showed me it was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then
1: the, the, the lovely gospel of water yeah. Yeah. comes in and dampens it all down so you, you can have a, a clean room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is a terrific thing. So why would he, why would he put this? So we, we, we've obviously got the picture of the man, that, you know, the man with the Bible, that that's your authority. Why would this be sort of, you know, a very, very important part
0: to uh, discipleship? Because I think this is a temptation for all, for all Christians, and you see this in the New Testament as well. So when Paul has to publicly rebuke Peter in the book of Galatians, you know, he does that because Peter has started to withdraw from the Gentiles and is being, even though he is a Christian and he's been saved by faith alone in Christ... He's being drawn back towards an old way of external righteousness. You know, I need to slightly ignore the eating habits and the eating patterns and the lifestyle of these Gentiles because really the way that these Jews eat and dress is actually that little bit more godly. Um, And Paul has to say, look, in doing that, you might be saying the right thing, but your life is undermining our whole gospel. Because you're being drawn back towards a, a sort of law way of pleasing God, whereas that's just that's just the road to blasphemy, really. Because you please God by by faith in Christ, um, mm. and yet we are drawn to that because we like things that make us distinct from others. You know, we like things that um, don't put us on the same playing field. You know, that we like to be able to do things that make us look a little bit better or. Feel a little bit better about ourselves, and, and pride is a vicious weed, and it's growing up all the time, isn't it? And that's one expression of pride, like I can live a certain way which will make me feel more godly than yeah. you, you know, and, and and also kind
3: of like covers over mm. the like it tries to cover over yeah. our sin, yeah. Whereas when the gospel comes in, it, it exposes the sin, mm. but then can also get rid of it, mm. and so it's actually a much more transformative thing mm, mm. and we need to keep on remembering that it's, th- it's only the gospel that transforms us mm. not our own works
1: mm. i mean uh, again you know this is not a popular thing is it so you know bunyan wants to say you want to carry on with god you want to follow the christian road i'm going to open up a room and it's all full of sin mm. i mean Mm. today and, and again this would bring us back to that's why you need to listen to the man of the bible mm. today would be you're not a sinner no you know uh, don't think yourself as a sinner it, you know you're all right look the room's clean um you know uh that's the sort of advice we give people you know discover yourself enjoy yourself find vital. people
2: who appreciate <coughs> you who yeah. who love you yeah surround yourself with non-toxic people who are yeah. going to build you up. Yeah. Rather I mean, than this, this is manner. quite
1: toxic, this room, isn't it? You open this room up. Yeah. It's a toxic room. Yeah. Full of sin.
2: That's why people hate the broom, isn't it? The law, you know? Yeah. Because it's, oh, stop kicking up that dust there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Are we moving on? So then, not the last, but the next room and the last room for this session is um, two to Youths, isn't it? Sat, two, children, yeah. two children sat on um, two chairs. Yeah. And one is called Passion, one is called Patience. Do yeah, you want to tell the story of that, that yeah. room? He's
1: observing them.
3: Yeah, the, the eldest one is Passion, and the youngest is Patience. Uh, now, Passion is a very discontented youth, very uh, unrestful, uh, whereas Patience is very quiet and calm. And uh, Christian wants to know why they're in the the states that they are. Mm. Mm. Um, And the reason why is because both of them have an inheritance coming next year. And Patience is happy to wait till next year, but Passion wants it all now. And uh, so he gets it all now, laughs in the face of... Laughs in the face of patience, but then as soon got nothing. He's got nothing but rags, whereas patience is going to wait for a reward that's glorious.
1: Which is, you know, again, our world is saying follow your passions, isn't it? I mean, I don't know how many times that word "passion" is used uh, today. It's, it's, it's. That's the acceptable way of living follow your passions get it now get it now get it now don't wait don't wait don't wait I mean, no longer save up for anything or wait for anything I've got to have it now you know uh, if I'm six and I feel like you know uh, I want to be this I'm gonna I want it now I want it now I want it now it's it's a picture of of childish uh, you know people just going along with their... Uh, hungry desires um, getting it now but they have nothing in the future and then the whole idea of the, that is that uh, the Christian life is one about waiting uh, the reward is coming uh, you don't see it now you may have suffering now uh, but you will have the reward in the future yeah
0: yeah I mean a few of us have been reading um, reading this book by Matthew Roberts or Robertson called Pride um, and one of the things that he touches on in that book is 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 exactly that is how we think about human desire and desires and he basically makes makes the the general point very persuasively I think that we 've just been taught to believe that the desires that we have um, are and the passions that we have are essentially good that they they are good and and ought to be satisfied in whatever direction they take us really. And that the problems that we encounter in life are only from those who try to stop us expressing our desires. That's the great enemy that needs to be slain. Whatever tradition or authority or parent or religion or institution, whatever's stopping you fulfilling your desires is the thing that needs to be steamrolled over so you can do that. Because basically what's in you underneath is is a healthy desire. It's what makes you, you. And this is partly what passion is thinking. You know, I I have to have it all. I have to have it now. This desire is good. It needs to be satisfied. Whereas part of being a Christian is to say, actually, I recognize that my desires have been corrupted by sin, Mm. that they're tainted by sin, that there will be some good in there because I'm made in the image of God, but even that's going to be warped. And so I partly need to have the patience to say no to some of my natural desires now, And look forward to the day when all of my desires are perfectly godly all the time, you know. And I need to wait for that. Um, And that's what he. And it goes so wrong for him, doesn't it? It it, it turns to yeah. It it goes to to rags. rags, Yeah. I think
3: it absolutely speaks into our. I think we touched upon there. It's our culture. Mm. And it's amazing that R. K. Five has a song called "Everything Now." Mm. Everything now, I need it. Everything now, I want it. Mm. Everything now. And you think about. You know, particularly in the UK, you can get anything at the click of a button, mm. and you're expected to have have whatever you want, whenever you want it. Mm. And you've got this great powerful thing called money that allows us to have everything. Uh, but it also speaks into why so many people are discontent. So I think, it's like, a, particularly a younger generation, they go into work now and they get discontent because mm. they haven't they haven't got everything that they want that they thought they should have. Mm. Why am I not as satisfied as I thought I would be? Why have I not got the money that I wanted? And so they leave jobs quicker Mm. because they're discontent Mm. and they don't. Although they might get some stuff, really, there's a there's a great discontentment there because they're living for this world.
2: Yeah. Even people. um, I mean, how many times do we have to hear from rich, famous people that it isn't satisfying to get what they want? I mean, Louis Capaldi, who just sort of crashed a little bit at the end of his set at the Glastonbury. Um, has talked about how his mental health has just declined when he, since he 's been famous and and it now you know he struggles with all that difficulty um there's a there 's a famous youtuber who um uh says he 's got enough money to buy anything he wants in his life and so what he does is he only buys one new pair of shoes a year and he looks forward to that new pair of shoes every year because it 's the one thing in his life that he uh looks forward to <laughs> because everything else is just he could just have it and it doesn't bring him any, any happiness at all. So either, so, he's impatient when he doesn't have what he wants, and then he's impatient mm. when he has got what he wants. The passion just throws him around, yeah. doesn't he, this, this, this child?
3: And, and, and then it's waste, it, he says it's wasted all away. Uh, it's left with nothing but rags, and so it will be with all such men at the end of the world. And then Christian's like, well, of course, patience is better, because patience is, has, has chosen the best things, mm. Um, and he'll get this 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 glorious inheritance, yes. uh, and then interpreter says, actually no, there's more because not only does he get the inheritance at the end, not only does he get best things, his things last, mm-hmm. and uh, whereas passions doesn't passion doesn't last, but patience because he's waiting for the good things, they are they're an eternal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, I mean, I guess it's possible to have everything you want now and. And be sort of quite content. I guess there are people that are not just, you know, not like Capaldi in one sense. They are actually quite happy. I mean, I think we meet people like that. I'm very happy in my life. I'm very content. I've got everything I want. Mm. And there is that other side, isn't there? But, But, yeah, 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 fine. But But what happens in the afterlife?
2: It won't be long till you're discontent as well. Because soon you'll have to go to hospital for a condition that you develop. or things will stop working you know you're in a you're in a decaying body yes. so you're happy today yes. you, you won't, won't be necessarily in 10, 10 years
1: yeah no and that's why then you want to get dignitas in to take your life away from you because you don't want to ha- have an undignified life mm. whereas this christian patience is just an extraordinary thing isn't it it's mm. just waiting it's it's, fi- it's fine it's mm. wait mm. um and that, Affects all of our life because we know that there's better to come there's a more lasting possession yeah. to come
3: which is why I think he's reminded of the story of rich ma- the rich man and Lazarus
1: mm. because
3: the rich man as he says uh, received his good things in this life yeah. yeah. Lazarus had bad things but now yeah. Lazarus has comforted and the rich man is in an
1: agony yeah. so and Lazarus brought... has a name and the rich man doesn't yeah. because mm. he's got a name in heaven exactly yeah yeah so these are these are really good Advice, good advice to young Christians, isn't it? You know, watch out who you're listening to. Yeah. Basically, isn't it? That's the first picture. You know, mm. get your authority from the Word of God, but not just a bloke with a Bible, but a bloke who's got his back to the world, mm. a bloke who's uh, looking to the future. It's it's life, it's life and lip, mm. isn't it? It is life and lip. Um, uh, be careful of of um, thinking that the, you, you'll be able to obey the law, mm-hmm. keep your eye on the gospel, keep refreshed by the gospel, because mm-hmm. that's the thing that, that um, uh, you know, helps you clean, clean your life. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's fix your eyes on Jesus, isn't it? Keep yeah. looking at what, he, he's the one that cleanses you from sin, keep being thankful to him and then this one is, is, you have to wait patiently. You don't get everything now. Um, this world isn't your home. No. You're just the passing through. And that's the whole picture of mm-hmm. Pilgrim, isn't it? He's marching through this world mm-hmm. to a much more glorious place. And that's the picture of Christianity. And,
3: and, and the reason why he's shown him that, which he goes on to say, interpreter, is that it would be easy to attach ourselves to the things that you can see are so close to us, and we yeah. establish a relationship with them. Yeah. But we need to remember that the things to come are actually so much more worth going for.
1: Yeah.
3: And so I think we need to hear that, don't we? Like it. Yeah. W- it would be easy for us to settle in this world. Yeah. And to trust in the things of this world. Yeah. And to have our reward in this world, mm-hmm. but actually, if we have our have the long view, then it will be much more satisfying.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Good stuff, yeah. So um, do join us next time. We're going to be looking at Interpreter's House Part 2 and we've got another four four pictures uh, to look at um so do do join uh join us then and and do please share these episodes if you if you like them and you think they're valuable then um please do pass them around and uh as as a uh as we've said um we did preach through um the pilgrim's progress a few years ago and you can find those sermons on the website along with other uh, things that we've done Uh, so see you again